Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on. A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The kids on Elm Street don't know it yet. But something is coming to get them. There's something out there, isn't there? Halloween's a Freddy Krueger podcast. Was locked in a room with a girl who went in alive and came out in a rubber bag. From the Consequence Podcast Network, the minds behind the Losers Club, comes a new podcast in fantasy terror. Nancy, there's something wrong with you. You're imagining things. Halloween's a Freddy Krueger podcast. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with... It's an audio interview series presented by WFPK Independent Louisville at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network. Uh, Big hello to all the subscribers. Thank you for checking out the series as the interviews do get released uh, three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Would love it if you haven't already taken that chance to uh, give the series a rating. That's always a huge help. And leave a review or just say hi in the comments box as well. Uh, of course, if you're at a place where you've grabbed this and you're not subscribing, now's a really good time to hit that subscribe button as well to keep up with us. You can do that anywhere you get your podcast from. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, Andy Bell of the band Ride. They are back with their second album, Post Reunion. It's called This Is Not A Safe Place. It's one of my favorite albums of the year. And Andy and I are going to go through the whole process of what this record was like. He says it was written so quickly and, and even recorded so quickly compared to Weather Diaries from a couple of years ago, compared especially to any of their stuff in the past. So much that he says it doesn't even feel like a proper follow-up record. We'll figure out what exactly that means, but I can attest that it is a perfect record from Ride. We'll talk about fan expectations, especially with a band with so much history, and get the stories behind songs like Repetition, Kill Switch, 15 Minutes, the self-titled song that kicks off the record, and a track called Dial Up. Now, this is a song that talks to the bigger picture stuff, technology, the environment. In fact, that even works itself into the uh, the album artwork. 
as does Basquiat, the famous 80s New York artist who is an important inspiration to this album, Andy tells us. In fact, he takes us back to the 80s, to their art school days, which lends itself in heavy doses to the record as uh, not only influencing what they're singing about, but the actual sound of the record as they uh, kind of went for a Steve Albini type of drum sound and lots more down that hole as well. And we'll also get the update. He says, yeah, there's going to be more albums. And that's probably the best news of this whole interview. Let's jump into it, talking about the record. Record, this is not a safe place. It's Kyle Meredith with Ride. Hi, Kyle. Uh, I got to tell you right off the bat how much I love the new record. This is not a safe place. I, I can say the same for Weather Diaries. Having you all back was such a big thing. And the fact that you're still making music this good, uh, some of the best music in your career. I'm not trying to overpaint that. I really mean that. It's such a pleasure. Well, thank you very much. It's obviously music to my ears to hear that. We're, we're all blown away by the reactions we've been getting to the new album especially. We've been putting quite a lot of new songs in the set list and people have seem, seem to be really encouraging us to play them, you know, rather than like, rather than going to the bar for the new stuff, people are staying, you know? I've said this before in other interviews too, when you get attached to a band from your past and, and you hear that they're coming back, it's, it's like that double thing, like you're excited and you're also a bit nervous. Like, am I going to have that connection to the music in the same way? Will they be as good? And it's such a relief when it happens. <laughs> Yeah, and I totally get that as well. I mean, as a fan, I, I totally understand that feeling. Does it feel like a sophomore record this time, or, or does this feel like album number whatever it is? <laughs> I think long term it's number six, and then obviously number two of the reunion years. Sure. But yeah, it feels kind of like both. It oddly feels like I do sometimes accidentally refer to it as a second album, you know? Well, especially with so much time in between. I mean, it might be the same people, but obviously in different parts of your life. And I can I hear some bands talk about that, like, oh, we got back in the room and it was like nothing ever changed and everything. I, I don't mm -hmm. know if you have similar feelings or if it's or if it's different than that. It's kind of like that. We um, obviously so much has changed for us all individually, personally and everything. In 20 years, we've all been through so much stuff. Um, but getting together to rehearse for the reunion tour initially when we just had old songs to play, it was kind of an instant thing where as soon as you started playing the old songs, you know, it just clicked back together again. With the reunion album out of the way, with Weather Diaries, you know, so it's it's done its thing, did that open up this new record, This Is Not A Safe Place, to be something else? I mean, I don't know if you ever felt like you had to cater to your past on that last record and, and maybe this didn't need to. Was Was that ever the case? I think we were uh, not trying to cater to people, but I think we were just... Um, Weather Die was, was a product of all the songs that were written for it, and they were written over quite a long period, and we wrote a big variety of songs, and we wrote m many more songs than we used. And then we kind of, after working separately on these things, we got together and decided what songs would be the album, and that process was quite long drawn out after the, after the reunion, the initial reunion tour. This time around, it was a much shorter list of songs. They were written a lot quicker, and it felt as though it was back to being in the swing of being a band, where it was just it wasn't wasn't like a a big deal. The songs got written naturally, and then we recorded them, and that was the album. And it um, wasn't so much like a deliberate like let's make an album sort of thing. Well, I'll tell you, and and kind of going into what you're saying there, like. There is the song on the record, Repetition, which is not only one of my favorite ride songs now, but probably one of my favorite songs of, of 2019. Wow. But, but with that line uh, you know, about repetition and change, 
I, I had wondered if that was sort of speaking to the fan expectations. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's, it's an, the, the whole idea of that, that lyric is kind of playing a little bit with all those ideas. And not all of them really do apply fully to Ride or Ride fans or whatever. I don't think our fans are close-minded because the line is about people just wanting to, to uh, repeat and stay the same, which I've seen in, in some write-ups being said as, oh, we know we're kind of accusing people of wanting us to be like we were in the beginning, which I don't really feel about our fans. I think our fans are quite open to us being who we are now. But that was uh, kind of a quotation or at least a sort of paraphrasing of a Jean-Michel Basquiat interview, which when he was talking about his art school days and that for him, that's, a, that's him saying people wanted him to repeat and stay the same, um, even though he, was, he wanted to move on forward. Is there any story to starting this, the, the album off with basically your, your band name, uh, although it looks like it's acronymed? Yeah, the story is, I mean, that song was... Weirdly, the song we worked the hardest on for the whole record. Huh. We did an initial version that was like this, the way it is now. And then we thought, well, this is going to make an amazing track. We'll just develop it, write loads of words for it, put more sections in. It'll be some kind of epic, like, leave more behind or something, like a long, big, heavy track. And we took that idea around the houses, and somewhere along the way it gained that title because it was we had acronym lyrics at, some, at one point was one of the ideas we were playing with, and that didn't work, so... In the end, at the end of the whole story, we ended up with pretty much what we started with. <laughs> you mentioned heaviness there. You know, two of the big heavy moments on here that you provide with Kill Switch in 15 Minutes. Was that heaviness coming from any particular spot? We were, I guess, right. I mean, the songs got written and that dictated what the album was like. So when we were uh, rehearsing those tracks, we, were, we did feel like, yeah, let's really, let's really go for it on those moments. Um, I think it's good to to pick certain moments on an album to really slay and then other times really hold back so you have like a bit of headroom in the album you're not just doing one thing all the time volume wise so light and shade that kind of thing you know right well it's a nice especially juxtaposition against something like Future Love which was a surprise when we first heard that like this is different this is not what we expect from Ride right here (laughs) which was kind of the nice first breath of fresh air I guess cool and I want to hit up another song, too, and, and, and I think I'm hitting for bigger themes here with, with a song like Dial Up. Yeah. And, and you know, and that, that refrain of Are We Living. It's interesting that two years ago, uh, a lot of the songs seem to be pointed at world leaders because of what was happening, obviously. But yeah. now I, it's, I'm, I'm hearing this more and more with songs like uh, Dial Up and others where it seems now we're starting to point towards our own shortfalls uh, with yeah, with yeah. technology, with environment? is that Am I coming at it in the right angle? You are, because I think without having it as a, a deliberate direction, Weather Diaries was very much an album that looked outward, looked out into the world. And, yeah, we did take a lot of pot shots at leaders like Theresa May, Boris Johnson, who now is the Prime Minister, and just at the whole Brexit thing and just looking at the world going, what's going on? That was Weather Diaries. And writing for this record, I certainly felt like I wanted to go inward and write about very personal things and some of the things that have been happening in our own little world that that no one else would know about. The funny thing about that is that we ended up with people thinking that we were still writing about world affairs. (laughs) Um, A lot of it applies to the big picture as well. But yeah, dial-up certainly is is about um, anxiety and, and sort of like dealing with your own in a way, dealing, you know, dealing personally with the fallout of when things are really bad globally, I guess. 
Well, I don't know if that um, also speaks to the uh, the album cover because you you know you've got that cover of the ocean uh, for one thing or a body of water I should say and the title I, I didn't know about the three slashes someone pointed out I guess online that the three slashes slashes stood for a place not being safe yeah that's uh, well it's certainly in the ho- the hobo code which is the the, the, home, the homeless guys in New York um, developed a code like graffiti which was they'd leave marks on the walls to show each other. What, if a place was safe or not, or, you know, um, where you could get a free meal or whatever, like that kind of thing. And this code was allegedly used by Basquiat when he was a graffiti artist. To um, he, he used to sign his name, Samo, S-A-M-O, and then follow up with three slashes. And he also used to just write phrases on the walls in New York and finish with three slashes. So that was one theory about where that came from. So Basquiat ends up playing a, a bigger role on this record than I think I was even aware of. Well, I think it was just a case of me visiting that exhibition and really being taken with it and taken with him as a person and his his world. Because the exhibition we saw was really placed him in New York and in time in the 80s. And so it wasn't just about art. It wasn't just about his paintings. It was about this, the streets he was walking on and the bands that he was going to go and see. And his mates were in bands. He was in a band him existing in 80s New York and because a lot of the songs on the album were written about our own art school era in the late 80s it felt like a really convenient and sort of helpful vocabulary to draw on for lyrics and just whole and and also for the musical landscape of the record because it is musically kind of set in the 80s if you like I mean I went back we went back to all the stuff we were listening to at the beginning um, the post-punk music like Susan Nevanshi's The Fall Public Image Limited that really informs the production on the record because it was kind of trying to paint the same kind of picture but for us yeah I, I think I've read you also saying that even down to the the Steve Albini drum sound you guys were looking at the Pixies and, yeah. and yeah. Sonic Youth and, and, and what uh, In Utero I guess exactly the Steve Albini Albini records that he did with the Pixies and Sonic Youth, uh, Nirvana, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're saying all the things that I love, so (laughs) I was on board anyway. (laughs) Those those drum sounds were so monumentally huge, um, and we we took time on This Is Not A Safe Place to get those drum sounds just right. We didn't use Steve Albini, but we used Errol Alkin, and he kind of knew what to do to get that sound, or a sound that reminded us of that. So you've not exactly made a light record by any means, but... I did find it interesting that there's a quote of you recently saying, I feel like there's still a weightier follow-up to this record. And I was kind of curious what you meant by that. Yeah, what I meant by that was that this album was done so quick, so it almost feels like an album you make on the way to making an album. You know, so it's like we didn't really have time to think about changing production, studio, team. You know, like we just had a bunch of songs really fast. Almost before the Weather Diaries tour was finished, we had these songs and were kind of like actively working on them. So... It was like, well, the next step is to record it. Let's record it. Got it right first time. Next step is to mix it. Oh, it's mixed. You know, suddenly you're putting it out. And because it was also easy and kind of natural, uh, there was none of this thing of we're following up weather drivers, you know? That feeling was absent. So it felt almost to me as if at some point we're going to do the real follow-up, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, the good news is that you're already thinking about another record. That's that's the best yeah. news right there. Yeah, um, we certainly are. Yeah. yeah. With, uh, you know, obviously you've put the past behind you, and, and this is the new version. What is your and Mark's creative relationship like these days, maybe compared to the past? I'd say it's very strong between the whole four of us, you know, me and Mark and everyone else in the band. Is, um, you know, Steve and Loz, we're all, 
we're all putting in great ideas, we're all pitching in and playing our role and playing to our strength and we're able to communicate more than we used to. Um, so, you know, it's a good sign. It sounds like it's a good sign. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's obviously made for the great music here, too. Uh, and with that, I, I will say, Andy, uh, thanks again. Uh, this is Not a Safe Place is just a spectacular record, and I'm so excited to hear where you guys go from here because it's, uh, yeah, I, I'm on board. Great. Well, thank you so much. That is uh, brilliant to hear. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for taking the time again, and, uh, and take care, man. You too, man. Bye. Bye. And my thanks to Andy Bell. The new album from Ride is called This Is Not A Safe Place, and it's now available. Before you get out of here, uh, if you're a subscriber, thanks again. Uh, please do leave a review of the series. Give us a rating. That is a huge help to a series like this. And if you're not, uh, hit that subscribe button right now. We uh, release interviews Monday, Wednesday, and Friday anywhere you get your favorite podcast from. Uh, that does include YouTube or Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Podchaser, Acast. Just type in Kyle Meredith with and hit that subscribe button. After that, head to WFPK.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour of new song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, and interview clips as well. That's WFPK.org. Consequenceofsound.com has your music and film news. You can also find me at Twitter at Kyle Meredith and Facebook slash Kyle Meredith. And that does it for this edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.